Hey guys, this is Zara and welcome to my first podcast. Now, I can't help but feel like I'm repeating myself because we just went through <laughs> a whole 25 minutes of talking and it deleted. So, let me introduce you to my guest. Hi, I'm Gabriella. I'm Zara's friend and she's dragged me here to do this podcast, but it is an honour. And I've dragged you here times two because we're starting again. So, I'm just going to try to get straight into this. Today's topic or focus of the podcast is going to be focused on whether or not the media place specific emphasis on the races or religion of certain individuals within their storylines. Very relevant. So it's very relevant. So I think to start off, this problem, well, this problem has been around for a while. I think it's just in more recent years with movements such as Black Lives Matter and just a lot of celebrity awareness um, shedding light on the problem this problem is becoming very 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 uh, major well, yeah made more put mainstream. in the yeah more mainstream <laughs> exactly so um i'm gonna give start with an example now this newspaper the daily mail um sorry this newspaper the daily mail reported on two stories very similar cases two different races and we can see the distinction between how one race of the boy who was black was treated in a much more negative and demeaning manner compared to the white pale. So Tosin Adara Boyo, now excuse me if I'm wrong, um, plays for Man City and the headline is as follows. Young Manchester City footballer, 20, on £25,000 a week, splashes out on mansion on market for £2.25 million, despite having never started in a Premier League match. Now, Daily Mail also reported about Phil Foden, who is a white Manchester City player, and his headline was Phil Foden, Man- Manchester City starlet, buys new £2 million home for his mum. So I just, first of all, want to point out that both players bought a home for their mum, but... For Phil Foden, the white player's case, he was painted out to be in a much more... Or he was painted out to be much more caring, positive, compared mm-hmm. to how Tosin was painted out to be. And I also think it's interesting how, in Tosin's headline, his name wasn't even outlined. It was young Manchester City baller. Whereas Phil Foden, his, the, even the way he's addressed and presented is Phil Foden, Manchester City starlet. So that is significant, but mine into the relation of what we're talking about. Mm. So, Gabriella, what do you think about this? And do you think that race had a key role to play in why the headlines differed? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know football because I honestly don't. But um, <laughs> it does, like, two players from the same team earning, I assume, similar wages. Yeah. Um, one playing in the Premier League and one not, if I'm correct? No, both playing in the same team. But at the time, right now, Tosin is out on loan to another club. Yes. I think it's West Brom he's on loan to. But at the time, he was playing for Manchester City. He was on loan. So they both played for Manchester City Premier League and both buying a house for their mothers. Mm -hmm. The only two differentiating factors here is the fact that one is black and one is white. Exactly. Which means it can only come down to that, Mm -hmm. which is problematic in numerous ways it's the definition of problematic the rhetoric that this newspaper is giving is that a young successful black man is buying outside of his means living outside of his means and a young successful white man is a loving caring son giving back to his mother yeah and you wonder why like you question why why is this what was the intention is what and then when you think about that 
you think news what do newspapers want to do they want to sell so yeah. they want to sell their newspapers they want people to read their articles they want to stay relevant mm-hmm. which means they feed into what the public wants mm-hmm. into what the public will read so when you're scrolling through your phone through your news articles why is it that a young black man who is buying outside of his means is going to capture my attention yeah that's the problem there yeah yeah exactly and i think as well it's just it just it just plays it just plays down to the fact that you know what was there like we said they want to sell but is there another hidden intention behind the drastic distinct or the drastic contrast between how the white player was presented and how the black player was presented now i also want to just touch upon some other examples because they're very much relevant in the relation to this the daily mail i'm going to use their example again because the daily mail seems to be very you know the culprit a lot of the times <laughs> Um, I'm sure you remember the terrible Christchurch Christchurch shootings that took the terror attack that took place earlier this year, where a white man I won't name his name because we remember the victims exactly exactly um he shot dead forty nine innocent Muslims in their time in their mosque when they was praying, and the Daily Mail in almost every single headline I saw regarded him or or what's the word, addressed him as the Christchurch mosque shooter. Never terrorist, mosque shooter. Now comparing this again to the Daily Mail and as well the Daily Mirror, before, now I'm going to take you back two years ago, now it was the anniversary this week actually, to the London Bridge attacks. Mm. Before the attack was even declared as a terrorist attack, you had the Daily Mail and the Mirror referring to the attackers as terrorists mm. and the attack as a terrorist attack. And this was, like I said, before the attack was even declared a terrorist attack. And what is the significant point about this is the attackers were Muslim. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is, again, a difference in between how a white man who is a terrorist... And Muslim is, men as terrorists yeah, are presented. Who are not, it's almost as if we cannot call a white person a terrorist. So when we think about this... Yeah, what's your take? <laughs> I mean... God bless the Prime Minister of New Zealand for yeah. calling it as it is and saying that that man was a terrorist because he was. He, was. he had an ideology, he had a belief that he went he went into a mosque and he enforced upon people and took their lives. Yeah. That is a terrorist act, in my opinion. It, it is, it isn't. It it's is. the same as um, Muslim terrorists coming and bombing Manchester Arena during Arena Gandhi's concert. Yeah. That is the same thing. Taking your ideology and using it to terrorise a, a population that doesn't believe in that. That's yeah. terrorism. And I think that it's very clear that Islam here is the victim. Because in recent yeah. years, we've seen the demonization of Islam as a religion and Muslim people as a people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, due to a minority who do take it to the extreme and who do use it for wrong. Yeah. But that is not the only religion that's been manipulated like that mm-hmm. was take the kkk for example yeah. continuously have rallies with um confederate republicans mm-hmm. talking about you know monstrous things like yeah. ridiculous um ideas. ridiculously prejudiced ideas yeah. and spreading them and however that's not seen as a terrorist act now i know that they're not physically harming people but the it's just spread, as bad the, the spread of that rhetoric yeah. rhetoric and the spread of that idea is honestly it's awful because it could lead to things like that and it has in the past but people associate terrorism with islam just as people associate knife crime with black kids right people i i would have 
it comes down to the root cause of racial prejudices and unfortunately mass media is just a huge example of that it's the most it's the most like obvious example of that so who do you what do you think is the core problem here do you think the core problem is down to deep-rooted outdated ideas regarding race and religion or do you think the problem here is the media outlets either putting money you know the capitalist who's putting money before ethics or just being completely careless which i do doubt i don't think it's a careless act it's definitely both i think that people have ingrained prejudices whether you like it or not i read yeah. a philo- i read um i read upon a philosopher once who said your first thought is was what society tells you to think and your second thought is who you are as a person yeah. so when you're walking down the street and you see someone that is very and true. you make a racial prejudice against them it's your second thought that determines what your character is yeah. because if you correct yourself and be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa i don't know this person exactly why am i judging them oh, yeah. i feel like that's someone who understands other people and is not quick to judge but if your second thought maybe does confirm what you thought maybe mm-hmm. you need to take a look at yourself and think why am i thinking those things about someone just because of how they look mm-hmm. and that is something that everyone has whether you're a liberal person or whether you're a conservative person everyone unfortunately judges people we're predisposed to as people mm-hmm. but i think media outlets have a responsibility to check themselves That's because of the influence they have yeah and it's... therefore it is a mixture of them capitalising on people's misjudgments and people's, you know, um, prejudices. Mm-hmm. But also, it where does that come from? Yeah, and it I think... It comes from the deep-rooted issues. I think as well, you know, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask you this as well. Mm. In relation to solving the problem, do you think that it is necessary to place in any certain rules and regulations? Because with that comes the whole idea of, you know... Um, blocking or preventing someone of their freedom, their right of freedom of speech. Mm. But before I get your opinion, I just want to embed on that. You know, I think freedom of speech is something that is being abused a lot nowadays for people to make way for their outdated, prejudiced, discriminative, racist ideas, which I am not here for at all. I think, <laughs> I think, I know I don't. I think. Freedom of speech is something that, you know, everyone can have their own say on an opinion, but when it crosses the line into that offensive, rude, discriminative, prejudiced, racist field, that is when there needs to be something, that, that's, where, that's when action needs to be taken, that's where the line is crossed, something needs to be done. So applying that ideology or that kind of way of thinking onto these media outlets, do you think that it is necessary to have these rules in place to stop stop media you know putting money before ethics or do you think that the whole argument between freedom of speech is going to disrupt it too much that it will stop any sorts of rules being effective in any way with when it comes to freedom of speech you have to think about what why are we free what are we free to speak about Mm -hmm. and honestly it's your political alignment it's what was what your it's what you believe in as a person Mm -hmm. whether it be your moral compass the political party you support or just any general ideas that you support now generally there's two ends of the spectrum you've got someone that's liberal and someone that's more conservative both have their extreme forms and in the last 20 to 30 years or so i would say liberal agenda has been pushed by the government by mass media you know equal rights for lgbtq mm-hmm. people um calling out hate crimes and making it a crime mm-hmm. 
um, sexism mm-hmm. and just huge movements towards equality have been pushed in the last few decades or so, mm-hmm. meaning a lot of right-wing ideology has been quelled, it's been silenced, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, whether or not you agree with right-wing ideology, we're now seeing a resurgence of the right. And because of, and we're seeing this because they haven't, they haven't felt their voices heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. And although this is not necessarily regulations that have made this occur, it's because whenever we're in a conversation with someone and they say something remotely that, that remotely discriminatory, they're immediately shut down. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You were not, I'm not saying to allow people to be openly prejudiced and mm-hmm. discriminatory. However, a conversation needs to occur. For a conversation to occur, freedom of speech is necessary. We can't label every single thing as a hate crime. So, for example, someone going down the street calling every, calling every black person they see the N-word, like, hard, like even, not even, even without a hard R, that's a hate crime. Mm-hmm. However, if you're in a conversation with someone and something slips out, of their mouth that they see no problem with and you can tell wasn't meant necessarily from a racist view but it was an ignorant comment that's when conversations need to occur that's when freedom of speech is you know it's necessary because they might start when they start explaining themselves what they're saying might be racist but it's not about crushing that because it's racist it's about getting to the root cause of why they think that way and trying to educate them on what you think is right and what you think is the correct presentation of how they should be thinking. Do okay. you know what I mean? So, off the bat of that, mm-hmm. when you when we talk about social responsibility, you said that these media outlets need to have a high level degree of social responsibility. Definitely. So, in the cases we've seen, social responsibility has not been taken whatsoever. Not by the media outlets. Exactly. No. So, off of that, my question is, shouldn't action be taken? Because if we relay this to how this year now, I have, the name has gone out of my head, but... I think last year or the year before, a British girl took her life. And you may have seen this on the news or not. And now, this year, is, I, I, don't, I don't know why it's been... I can't remember the exact reason why it's been brought to life again. But there's been a lot of blame and a lot of anger placed towards social media. Um, basically, so, based, play, placed towards social media mm-hmm. companies for allowing these sorts of horrible images of self-harm and depression quotes like they because they allow them on their sites without decisive oh, action to take them well almost yeah but my point is mm-hmm. i understand what you mean we would you know we're now social media is now placed putting in rules mm-hmm. and that to eradicate or try at least yeah. to help the problem of suicide so shouldn't that relaying that back to um, newspapers and yeah race etc shouldn't that same way of action be applied in this case i think it's hard to compare social media and mass media because social media is a is a very different kind of media to mass media it's mm-hmm. traditional mass media is from a company to the masses mm-hmm. whereas social media is meant for communication between the ordinary people between the ordinary person you know mm-hmm. and so when it comes to ordinary people being racist, being sexist, you know, being discriminatory and prejudiced in general, mm-hmm. quotas for that are necessary because when it because when it comes to social media, you know what I mean, you have young people, young young children on social media, you have uh, like that girl, a lot of her suicide was attributed to social media, yeah. probably bullying and things yeah. like that. But also social media, we have to remember our companies mm-hmm. and especially like Facebook owns the majority, Snapchat, Instagram yeah. and WhatsApp. And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, Republicans, if they come into if they come into presidency again, their 
planning to split up Zuckerberg's companies. So oh. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and WhatsApp will have to be all en- separate entities with different algorithms to stop data sharing and things. Okay. But the point of that is tradi- traditional media, unfortunately, are all run by the same people as well. But because it's traditional media, and because it's supposed to be coming from a factual point of view, it's supposed to be coming from um, reliable sources, it's a lot harder to then put in regulations on their freedom of speech because from their point of view, what they're saying is factual, what they're saying has come from facts. And unfortunately, all newspapers have their own political alignment, you know what I mean? So, when it... And then when people start seeing you putting regulations on their new sources on how they understand the world that causes problems so i think based off everything we've identified the two core problems in this case and that is one deep-rooted outdated ideas being you know regurgitated and subliminally put into headlines into mass media and also the lack of education Mm. that a lot of people it makes a lot of people ignorant definitely so what do you think could be done? Because, you know, with you feel as if rules and regulations are not going to... They're going to do more harm than good yeah, based I around so. the... Free, yeah, based mm. around the idea of freedom of speech. So, apart from taking more social action, mm-hmm. what do you think needs to be done? Because it's taken 30, 40 years of social action mm-hmm. to finally, here, just get climate change recognised as a national crisis, as a problem, something that needs to be sorted out. Mm. So what do you suggest we do to eradicate this problem? Mm. I'm happy you brought up climate change because as much as the climate is very important, and it is very important, that can have a physical change. Mm-hmm. The, the climate is a physical entity that we can change. Mm-hmm. When it comes to mindsets. racism, mindsets, ideologies, it's, hard to change. it's very hard to change. Yeah. But I think that what we've seen in as a mistake in people's way, especially liberal-minded people, we've mm-hmm. they've seen a mistake that's been made. Mm-hmm. You've pushed liberal agenda, which is not a problem because I think the majority of liberal agenda is to move towards equality. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, because of that, we haven't allowed other people to speak their mind. Right. Yeah. So I think that if you're like I said earlier, if you're in a conversation and you hear something that you don't necessarily agree with, don't jump down that person's throat. You get don't to the label them immediately why. as a racist, as a homophobe, as sexist, as a misogynist. You need to let you need to let them talk. And I think education is really key. Being from a multicultural area ourselves, we've been exposed to a lot of different people and a lot of different backgrounds. And I think that's very important because my best friend is Muslim and when I'm in conversations because she's taught me so much, I'm able to accurately represent Islam to my own knowledge yeah. and to help people understand. And I've had a lot of people go, oh, in conversations with me. Mm-hmm. And as cheesy as it sounds, I think that's the only real way to fight ignorance like that is to educate people and to make people aware that your way of life is not the only correct yeah. way of living. So bring this back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Okay, do you think, yes or no... Do you think the media purposely places emphasis on specific races, religions within headlines? Yes, I think it's tactics. Yeah, tac- yeah for more sales, more money. Yeah. Okay, right. And that's problematic. Yeah. Now, the solution, I think, as we've outlined, is not as simple as putting in rules and regulations because mm. of the outcry it would... It would, possibly it would Yeah, the possible outcry it would bring out from the idea of freedom of speech, you know, what can we say, why can't we say it, etc. And that's understandable. So the real way to tackle this problem is to educate, still do what we're doing now by having this discussion in this podcast, you know, still talk, make this problem relevant, bring awareness to the problem. and Don't stay in a bubble. <laughs> talk to new people. Okay, so 
branch out. Branch out. Don't surround yourself by like-minded people. Try to yeah, try to understand different Definitely. ways. And if it is ever a problem, such as if someone appears to be have it or appears to you know own like racist or discriminative views get to why let them explain why they think that and then start to educate them mm-hmm. as to why this is wrong and why that isn't a problem and then hopefully from there we can change some minds we can and we can stop headlines such as daily mail or well, stop headlines such as we've seen within the daily mail and we can hopefully make a change make yeah. a change and minimalize this problem as much as possible so that was part of, that was another take of this recording after the first one deleted but we got through it and i thank you guys for listening thanks for having me that's all right i thank you guys for listening for my to my first podcast and i'll see you guys soon bye, bye.